0: Welcome to the Elevate Media Podcast with your host, Chris Anderson. In this show, Chris and his guests will share their knowledge and experience on how to go from zero to successful entrepreneur. They have built their businesses from scratch and are now ready to give back to those who are just starting. Let's get ready to learn, grow, and elevate our businesses. And now your host, Chris Anderson.
1: Join us as we tune into Chris's
0: episode on the Fire the Man podcast episode. We hope you enjoy.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Firing the Man podcast. On today's episode, we are joined by Chris Anderson, the founder and CEO of Elevate Media, a full-service podcast production agency for six- and seven-figure business owners. In 2020, Chris fired the man to build a life he loved and has been able to do just that since. Chris and his team help these businesses elevate through video podcasting. They help these businesses launch, produce and grow their podcasts into top 10% and higher globally without all the extra work. He has worked on projects in tandem with Fortune 500 companies such as Apple, Amazon, Bose, Rolls-Royce and many more. He is also the host of Elevate Your Brand, a top 2% globally listened to show that is charted in the top 20 for entrepreneurship and at number 43 and Uh, editor edit that last bit out uh what about the top two percent globally listen to the show okay i'm going to start that over and it
2: was elevate uh elevate media podcast too
1: there we go all right (laughs) editor i'm going to start that whole paragraph over (laughs) thank you all right it's charted for entrepreneurship all right uh he has worked on projects in tandem with Fortune 500 companies such as Apple, Amazon, Bose, Rolls-Royce, and many more. He is also the host of Elevate Media, a top 2% globally listened to show.
2: Welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, super excited to be here and have a conversation with you.
1: Absolutely. So to start things off, can you get us up to speed on your path to starting Elevate Media?
2: Yeah. How how long do you want me to go? <laughs> no. Uh, it can be a, a very long story, but I'll try to keep it brief. Basically, back in 2020, uh, there were a lot of things that led up to the moment of me quitting my job to start pursuing entrepreneurship. Um, you know, lost a lot of loved ones in a short amount of time. Uh, you know, COVID would kind of start to trickle it in, uh, in the world and just, you know, saw the frailty of life and the, in the brevity of life. And I just got to the point where I got tired of. Someone else telling me what my time was worth and where my time could go. And so I'd been listening to a lot of, you know, individuals in the world of personal development, business development, entrepreneurship. And I saw the possibility. I knew that there's something out there I could do to build a life I wanted, build a life I loved and dictate my own time. And so 2020, April, 2020, Covid hit in Indiana, and at the same time, I decided to quit my job. I actually gave them four weeks' notice, which was April. Halfway through that, I got furloughed and sent home because of COVID. And so my journey started right there. And you know, if you're seeing the video, if not, uh, you can edit that out. But Ken has a poster behind him, and it says "Burn the boats." Uh, And "Burn the boats" was kind of my motto. I had read a book, um, and I want to say it mcgregor was his last name i can't remember but the last arrow was what the title of the book was called and in there he told the story of you know the the general who told his people hey we're going to this island we're going to fight but we're burning the boats when we get there because it's either win or die and there's no turning back and so that was kind of my motto you know burning the boats going after this i felt led to do it and not going to look back i'm going to take it one step at a time and so that's kind of I kind of jumped into it. I don't necessarily tell people to do that. It's not really the easiest thing. Entrepreneurship's already hard. And so when you quit your job, cold turkey with no money coming in from anything with no business background, uh, it's it's not for the faint of heart. And so did that. And I'd had my podcast going since 2019. It was a different name previously. And I was just learning from entrepreneurs. I was inviting successful entrepreneurs on the show, uh, learning from them and then sharing with other people. And and so now in 2020, I was like, oh yeah, okay. I've learned enough. I'm going to help other people grow their business. (laughs) The problem is I hadn't done it yet. And so there was this misalignment, I think internally, uh, that I didn't really want to sell that because I knew that I hadn't done it. And so there was like, kind of like that battle because I'd seen so many other successful entrepreneurs doing that. And I was like, okay, that's where I, I should head towards. So went through 2020, you know, our savings were dwindling. My wife's just a teacher, so she's not making a whole lot. 2021 comes around and I have people start asking me, Hey, how's your podcast growing? Like, how are you becoming successful at it? All these different questions, technical questions, how do you find guests, all these things. How do you start a podcast? And so I kind of was like, Hey, well, I need some money coming in. So I leaned into that a little bit and started taking on clients on how to do that, how to launch a podcast successfully. And, you know, that was doing well, but I still wanted to do, you know, the original idea I had. And it got to the end of 2021 where we were kind of at that road, you know, that T in the road where you have to decide and I kept getting these questions and people coming about podcasts and my ego and my pride said, no, like, I don't want to do that. I want to, you know, do this thing. Um, and you'll figure it out eventually. And it took me, you know, a little bit to just sit and be still and quiet and kind of listen. And I heard like, get out of the way, like move yourself out of the way and look what's being given to you. Like look what path is opening up if you would just take it. And so the end of 2021, I think it was October, uh, ended up doing a, a DBA doing business as created Elevate Media Group and and really went full into that. And the next month, I think it was the next month or the same month that we did that, uh, got my first reoccurring uh, monthly client and it just has been growing since. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of a a condensed, quick version if you can believe it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, thanks for sharing your
0: story. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Um, I love hearing stories like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's why we love doing this podcast, firing the man. And so if we can take a few steps back, and um we always David and I always get this question from listeners is like, um, you know, what was quitting your job like? Um with, with no revenue, with with I mean, did you have a plan? Did you burn the boats without a plan? Like what what does that look like for the listeners that are contemplating this or or thinking about, you know, doing that in the future?
2: Yeah, uh it was definitely a burn the boats kind of thing. I had an idea, but the idea was the the original idea that I wasn't prepared for that. I hadn't had the experience of, of doing. And so we really just, my wife and I, so, so faith, faith is a big part of my, my story and just my life. And it was, previous to quitting my job where i brought the idea to her and she's a math teacher very analytical and she said yeah no (laughs) no way that that's gonna happen (laughs) she she said a and a plus b equals c so you see c down here but where's a and b i got to see those two and i said okay i get it no problem like i was like if if this is what we're supposed to do if this is what god wants us to do you'll be on board because that's what i believe i believe he'll keep us on the same page with that so eventually she did uh, and that's what led to me quitting my job. And, um, there wasn't a real plan, but <laughs> the, the plan was figured out as we go, you know, the kind of the Indiana Jones last crusade, uh, you know, I don't know, I'm making this up as I go. Cool. Just, uh, winging it. And again, just taking everything I've learned from, from the guests I had previously on the show, from those I was listening to on other podcasts, uh, and really just nose down to the grindstone, trying to figure it out. Um, so there was real, no plan, really no plan. Just, just, uh burn those boats and and figure it out as fast as you can.
0: Okay. Awesome. I like that. I think that's, so your risk tolerance is very, very high. So, yeah. um, no, I think it's great. I, you know, um, and you know, and, I mean, it sounds like you had a, a backup plan and everything, but, but you went off, well, you went all in. And so sometimes mm-hmm. that it kind of closes off that little voice in the head of like, Eh, are you really going to do this Are you not like when you go all in there is no voice back there saying no it's like you you have you have one option it's forward Mm -hmm. and so i really like that yeah Uh, and that's kind of
2: like that's sorry to jump in there but that's kind of like how i've approached a lot of things like my wife we were were talking about the other day and i kind of thought about it and you know i run marathons and i have previously at least you know this is 2023 right now we'll see the future but previously i would run marathons with like little to no training (laughs) Uh, just go out and run in, you know, I've been a runner all my life and things like that and been in decent shape, but 26.2 miles, you know, I was just like, yeah, I'll sign up for this race and race day came around and I said, well, well, as long as I finish, as long as I cross the finish line, that's all that matters. Like I'm not going out to try to beat everybody and, you know, be first or anything like that. Uh, I just want to finish and do my best. And that's kind of has become now like a mental challenge, a physical challenge that I push myself to. I'm doing one this coming October. And I think I signed up like three months ago and I ran like twice since I've signed yeah. up, And we'll see how much more I run uh, until then. But yeah, I think it's just kind of my nature for sure. And I've learned, and the big thing is like, I've learned that, but I've also learned how to make a little bit better calculated risks um, along the way. Cause you know, I've, I've taken some risks that have, you know, come back to bite me or, or, you know, haven't been the best outcome, but I've learned from them and moved on uh, Whereas my wife is very anti-risk tolerant uh, and she wants to, you know, have the exact plan. And so we kind of balance each other in that way. But yeah. That's awesome. It sounds like you deliver under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tried to at least most of the time. <laughs> awesome. Or are you, David?
1: Uh, I know there's a lot of people listening to this show that are mm-hmm. probably still working a full-time job. And it's, it's on their mind. I want to fire the man. I, I mm-hmm. want to do my own thing. And so my question to you is, what advice would you give to them? Or what advice would you give to yourself if you could do it all over again?
2: Yeah, I'd probably say stay in my job a little bit longer <laughs> if I could. I know. Make sure if you are going to quit your job, I mean, if that's the step you're going to take, make sure you have some sort of savings. We had some, and again, we we it's crazy story. but like we burnt through it, um, on, on what we needed to, and got to the point where we had to make money, and that's kind of when elevate happened. It all just happened at once. But yeah, yeah, that's a hard one because. You've got to know when to burn the bones. you got to know when to take that leap because I know people who are successful in their businesses that still have a nine to five. And so, but you're battling that time commitment between the two. So you've got to know when, if you have bigger goals, when is it time to cut ties with that nine to five and go all in on your business to get that next level? Because you only have so much time, your job, that nine to five takes a lot of it. You could do so much more without it but if you're just starting out and you're not at that point i would just say just continue to grind continue to hone in your message of your business or your brand or what you're you know who you're helping with the product you have and just narrow that in and, and get it as lean as simple as possible and just get reps until you're at a certain threshold that you feel comfortable being able to step away from that nine to five
0: yeah i like that um so Chris podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's get into podcasting a bit. Um through so audio podcasting, video podcasting um and and I know you're an expert in these um what what are your thoughts of audio versus video? What's what's the future look like? What's what's what should people be focusing on?
2: Yeah, for sure. So uh video podcast is is what you should be focusing on if you're going to spend any time doing it. Uh and that's because where we are right now with social media with online presence with now AI that you have to start competing against because you can do an AI avatar and AI AI voice. Video is going to cut through a lot of that because eventually people are going to want people and not avatars. It's going to be a different connection, but prior where we are right now, video sets you apart from all the just video or just all the audio only shows. And you're able to connect better online on social media with video because people are going to be able to see your mannerisms. They're going to be able to see your va- face as they hear your voice, which just builds a better connection a little bit easier than if they were just to hear, you know, you speaking. So it's a great marketing tool. It's a great connection. It's a great audience builder. It's a great community builder, uh, which is the video because of that that bridge you can kind of gap. Um, even though you're not in person, they can at least still see you and pick up on things that way. So video is definitely uh, the priority.
1: Very nice. Now, to somebody who's listening that may only be recording audio, mm-hmm. what's step one uh, to get them into video? Like, what, what would be a logical first step?
2: Yeah, for sure. The first step, make sure your audio is on target. Obviously, you want to have the best audio. So if you haven't got that yet, that'd be the first thing to focus on. Because even if you have video and your audio audio quality is not very good, it's gonna it's gonna turn people away uh, still. So that's where you want to really start. But once you have that audio down, you've invested in a decent mic that's gonna sound good. The next step is just getting on camera somehow. You don't have to start with some huge fancy setup. You know, we've got a DSLR we use. We have multiple that we can set up. You don't have to have that. You can start with, you can honestly start with the webcam on your computer. As long as you have good audio, starting with the webcam and you just make sure you have the right lighting, um, you don't have to buy a bunch of tech uh, to start with video. Um, So yeah, that's where I would say, I would say make sure your audio is on point and then you can start deciding on your video. Do you want to invest in a little bit of lighting to just use your webcam or would you like to invest into the next levels? You know, there's webcams that are only a couple hundred dollars, you know, then your DSLRs is at, you know, thousand, two thousand, And then the, excuse me, the big fancy cameras that are, you know, multiple, multiple thousands uh, that you can get when you're ready for it. Uh, so audio, make sure you have good lighting to use for your video. And then you can upgrade your camera after that.
1: Okay. Yeah. You, you, you mentioned, uh, lighting and for those tuning in on audio, this may be a challenging, uh, thing to describe, but, but (laughs) for those of you tuning in on YouTube, um, what would be some kind of lighting for beginners? I I am taking note of your lighting seems very professional. Uh, you, you have an accent light, uh, behind you. What, what is, uh, what is lighting for beginners look like?
2: Yeah, so really what you want to make sure is your face is illuminated. You don't want a bunch of shadows, um, especially on like a talking head, kind of like this. Now, if you're doing more cin- cinematic, then the, the whole different story with shadows and things. But to start, you're doing a video podcast, you're talking to someone, you're going to want your face to be fairly illuminated. Uh, you might be able to see if you are watching over on my, my left side. Um, it's it's a little bit blue. There's a little bit of blue to We actually have an a LED bar light here, and you'll see on my hand. As I get closer, just putting a little bit of color, and again, that's just cinematic effect. Um, and you want to have a big thing with lighting is obviously no shadows on the face, so you want to have maybe a couple fill lights out at an angle in front of you, about maybe thirty degrees um, off to each side, just slightly above uh, you know your eye level coming in. So that's where you could start. So start with those fill lights, and then make sure that. They're not too harsh so that when you see those, those big photo, uh, lights that have the big white boxes, those diffusers on them, that diffuser helps spread the light out to make it softer and less harsh. Uh, so it fills better. So you want to make sure you have at least some diffusers already on, uh, your lights. We have two Elgato key lights here in, in this studio, um, they're pretty non-expensive they just go on stands they come with their own diffuser you can actually use an app to increase the the brightness or the hue because if you want warm light or if you want uh, cooler light depending on your situation um, based on you know the the lighting around you um those are good ones to go but you could start with those fill lights so there's no shadow on on your front uh, but just make sure they're not overbearing where they wash everything out So start there Uh, again, non, non expensive, you know, maybe a hundred, couple hundred. I think I can't remember for these. Uh, and then the next step you'd want to think about, um, is the depth. So the more depth you can have in your video. So there's a gap between me, between me and the wall behind me, uh, a decent size gap, probably five feet. If I could do more, that'd be good. Um, But that that worked for us. So that that depth separates you from the background, allows the light to come on you. And then depending on your camera or settings, you can kind of have that little blurry background. Now, when you do this, you know, if you're watching the video, if you're listening, though, I have a lamp off to my right shoulder in the back. And that's called a hair light that comes and kind of just illuminates the back of the head and the shoulder a little bit. It separates me from my background. So again, that's another little tip. You can just use a lamp, you know? Um, And that's kind of the simplest Two fill lights in front of you, or even just one ring light. If you have just one, just making sure you're illuminated and then just separate yourself from the background, whether that be from a lamp or something like that.
0: That's incredible, David. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm um, taking a bunch of mental notes. I, I've got some improvements to do over here.
1: <laughs> I, I agree. I'm looking at all the shadows in my face from the light that I have directly above me. <laughs> right. uh, and so, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, no, that that's really good tips. And and yeah. and the the way you explained them, not you don't need to be a Hollywood lighting guy to mm-hmm. to figure that out. What, what you um, often things that you may have at your house, like a lamp. Yeah. So, yeah. no, I, I really yeah. like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then you can get fun. I mean, you can get, get, it's what you want. I mean, you can get crazy with it. You can get really cool with it. Like we have two led hue led bars behind on the ground, kind of putting some color up, just up the wall a little bit, just again to separate that background, give a little different essence. And we tried to match it with this uh, led bar light over here that just puts a little bit of glow on the face. All are changeable. So you can change the colors to whatever you want. I mean, there's obviously the led, you know, rope lights or string lights that you could put uh, under and around things um so yeah there's a there's a lot you can do i mean you can invest we have you know 1800 cameras 600 or excuse me lights based on whatever your need is but like a smaller you know 10 by 8 section here that we're in uh, doesn't need those big fill lights um, whereas if you're on a bigger more open area you'd want those bigger uh, wattage lights
0: yeah that's awesome so for anybody listening um if you're driving uh don't do this now but when you get home go to our youtube channel we'll have some clips up on our youtube channel but chris is set up uh for for podcasting studios it's pretty sick it's got all the accent lighting and so yeah i would recommend anybody listening go go take a look at that and um yeah, get some tips. So I know I know I've got some notes here, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna upgrade my my setup. So, <laughs> um, Chris, one thing that um you probably get this all the time. I know we we get it a lot is um uh, uh, entrepreneurs that they have everybody everybody has fears, right? And so, what what do you tell people that when you're recommending video podcasting? And so maybe someone is comfortable with their voice, but maybe they're not comfortable being on video. And I know a lot of people that. They they are like, yeah, we've invited guests on the show before. They're like, no, I I, I don't want to do video. And and so what do you what do you recommend to people that are that have that fear?
2: Yeah, first obviously, where's that fear coming from? Why, why is that a fear for you? Obviously, that's gotta be where we start. Um, because you need to be on video or at least someone, maybe you have someone a partner within your business or brand that's less fearful of it. Someone needs to be, you know, the face. You've got to have somebody. Uh, on video so i would say you know figure out where that fear is coming what's it what's causing that is it just because you feel like people aren't going to like you or whatever it is figure that out and then you know just take it one step at a time and, and start getting like i didn't like getting on camera uh and still sometimes i'm like oh getting on camera especially if it's like just a, a phone thing and i'm doing something like a story or a video i'm like oh i don't know Uh, But I want to do it because I want to you know, share a message. I want to help and and whatever it is. And so, you know, it doesn't always go away. I did choir. I did drama in high school uh, and still getting on stage. You still get butterflies. You still get kind of that nervous, you know, not anxiety, but nervous energy kind of excitement uh, when you go up there. And so it's just being able to take those steps and walk that walk despite all of that. But it's definitely, I mean. (laughs) With where we are in the world, uh, in society, in social media, you know, you got to get on video or someone at least does for your brand or business. Absolutely.
1: So question for you uh, that relates to people that are thinking about starting a podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Ken and I have been in the podcast game since 2019, and we've talked to a lot of people with podcasts. And it seems that there's traditionally two routes or two motivations for people to go into podcasting. One is, this is going to be fun, or there's a social cause, or there's a non-monetary benefit. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, a separate camp of people that get into it uh, with the goal of producing an income. And so for that second group of people, uh, can you maybe set expectations or, or talk about what is possible or what is realistic mm-hmm. uh, from an income producing standpoint?
2: As far as uh, what's plausible, like what they could actually make on average, kind of thing—is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah. So that and that—that's hard. It's based on, you know, a lot of things: your audience, your demographic, yourself. Um, is I mean, it's definitely doable to make money for, directly from your show. Um, you've got to figure out what that looks like for you. We, you know, a lot of our clients we consult on how to make money dr- indirectly through the show using their show as that platform that sends their audience, you know, to their product or service Um, and just adding a whole bunch of value within the show. But the show itself can directly make you money. And a lot of times people are thinking sponsorships and, you know, that's what they always hear about. How can I get sponsors? And that would be the last one I would say to, to think of if you're trying to make money from your show. I would again start with just pushing your, I mean, your product and service or at least directing people to that through your show to make more that way. But then as you grow and as you build an audience that, you know, is consistently there and you've, you know, done hundreds and hundreds of episodes and you know, you stuck with it to show like this is a a good deal. And um then you can start, there's different ways to do it, but you can start charging guests to be on the show. Uh, you can start having maybe those sponsors come to you, or if you've made those connections, uh, those are all ways. Affiliates are a great ways. And maybe you already use a service uh, that you love uh email CRM or something and they have an affiliate program and you become affiliate. You can just share, hey, this is what I use. I love it because this this, it could help you in this. If you're interested, I'm an affiliate. Here's my link. You know, more or less you can make it and tailor it how you want. But affiliates is another good one to get kind of uh revenue coming in. But if you're thinking your podcast is going to make you really big bucks, it can, it's gonna take a while, uh, but you're more uh it'll be better for you if you spend more of your energy using it as just a value loaded tool and lead magnet to direct people towards the thing you actually are selling or doing.
1: Got it. Got it. That makes sense. That makes sense. And one point I want to highlight is that sponsorships is probably the lowest thing on your list. And I I think that's something that people go into right out of the gate, uh, thinking about, I know when we started, that was something that we were thinking about right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. Um, and have since pivoted to more of the affiliates and, and things like that. So, yeah, because um, I mean,
2: sponsors, like if you if you have a super, super, super niche show, like super specific, maybe it's a hyper local, like for your city or something specific like that, then that's a different that's a different ball game with sponsors. Because if you're a hyper local show, you know, your show about Indianapolis and even that might be too big. So if your show about just north of us, uh, Carmel, Indiana maybe it's a, just a show just about carmel now you have the opportunity to say hey we've have we have this show about carmel and we have a decent following that live in carmel that want to know about carmel obviously specifically carmel because that's what the show's about go to local businesses say hey look this is what we have would you like to you know be a sponsor for x amount of episodes or whatever it is a hyper local or a super niched in show has more possibility to getting sponsors earlier than you know a show like mine it's just helping entrepreneurs grow it's not as super hyper local uh, or hyper niched as those can be so that's something to think about too yeah
0: no that's that's excellent so um next question i have is um and you know it's kind of it's uh it's our job to like bring out all the nuts and bolts what are the what are the what are the best things that you have right when we interview people and so um as david alluded to in the intro um you you've built the uh, elevate media podcast into like a top 2% globally listened to show and so um to provide maximum value what are let's say the top 3 things that people can focus on to whether it's their brand a podcast anything top 3 things to focus on that that helps you grow
2: yeah the first one is being a little bit more specific on your message, what what your episodes are about, you know, you could be all over the place. Um, and, and you know, I, I'm blessed that Elevate has grown like it has because we are a little bit more broad. You know, we're we're talking about you know elevating your brand uh, through the stories of successful entrepreneurs and in the you know the episodes I share solo. Um, and so that the first one would be know your message and know who you're talking to. Those kind of together. Um, because that'll help you keep on track and keep the episodes, you know, relevant to those listening. And that's a big one. So no one who, who, and what you're talking about. The second would be consistency. Um, it's funny. I've talked to a lot of, a lot of podcasters who are like, Hey, you know, exact same question. How'd you get the to top 2% globally? Like, how'd you get charted? Things like that. Uh, cause we want to do the same thing. I said, like, well, okay, well how, how often are you releasing an episode? Oh, you know, we're pretty consistent. I'm like, okay, what's consistent? Hey, you do we, we do one a month? I'm like, okay, that's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hate to tell you, like, if that's your cadence, um, that's just it's gonna be super, super slow growth. It's like what if you're watching Netflix and you got a show that comes out, you know, right now, Secret of Agents on Marvel on Disney Plus. Like, what if an episode came out, you know, one Wednesday. And you got to wait a whole nother month before the next one in, in this. You're going to get bored. You're going to move on to something else. That's the same with your episodes. You need to at least be weekly, once a week. Um, and again, that comes from my mind frame of it being something more than just a hobby, something for fun that just kind of takes up time. Uh, Cause I have a purpose for the show and, and I think most of your listeners would too. So you've got to treat it as part of you know your business, uh, a main crucial piece. And so having that consistent weekly cadence is going to keep people you know, on board me. Okay. Every week I get to hear, you know, something that's going to be of value and help me move forward. Uh, so that, that consistency is crucial in that cadence at least once a week. Um, we do three a week now. Um, but I started for with one a week for a long time. So just doing that and staying with it, you've got to get over mm-hmm. and you got to do more than uh, seven episodes and think you're going to be Joe Rogan. You got to do way more <laughs> uh, episodes to have any success. It just, that's just part of it. Um, we're kind of up on 300 or over 300. I mean, nowhere at now, honestly, on numbers, but I uh, just keep moving, keep, keep that consistency. That's the second one. Uh, and then the third, always keep improving and be open to, to advice and feedback from your guests, from your listeners. So always be learning and, and, and innovating, uh, because there's always something we can do better. I can do something better here. I can always improve that. I can improve my topics. I'm definitely still trying to improve on being a better speaker. And so there's always things we can do to to grow and improve. And, you know, feedback from guests are great. Hey, uh, you ask a lot of questions. You talk too much, blah, blah, blah. Like anything, just take it with a grain of salt and take it as positive feedback so you can grow and improve. Same with your audience. Uh, look at your reviews. If people are happy or if they're not, they'll say it and say, okay, can I do something better? Uh, to reach more people. Uh, so that would be the third is, you know, just continue to grow and innovate, uh, and keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, that's, that's excellent. And and just to kind of recap, um, essentially Chris, you, you mentioned fundamentals, right? (laughs) Um, being open to constructive feedback and, 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 um, consistency and have a simple message. What is this? What are they, what are you going to deliver in value and what are you going to speak to? And so I, excellent. one follow-up question is like yeah. you had mentioned you did one show for a while and now you're at mm-hmm. three Um, for anybody looking to grow. What was your, um when you switched from one, did you go from one to two or from one to three and, and what was the impact? Did it, did it like, was it, did it correlate to the amount of your stat? I guess your downloads, your stats, your charting, and did it correlate to the amount of episodes that you generated?
2: Yeah. So we went from one straight to three because I, I got to the point, it was actually just this year that I decided to, to do that with the show because, you know, I've been interviewing successful entrepreneurs uh, every week, you know, since 2019. And I got to the point where it's like, okay, now like we're building something. I, I've had success. I want to share what I've learned. I want to share, you know, m- and show my expertise as well. Cause it's, it's all part of the bigger bu- business picture as well. But I, I was like, I have stuff, I have stories I can share, you know, and get that out there and motivate and inspire hopefully. And, uh, and people can hear me, you know, explain and teach and, uh, approach these different topics. And so that's one reason I wanted to do it, but went from one to three, um, with Monday being the interviews we do. And then Wednesday and Friday, I do a solo or I release a solo, uh, each week. And, it was, it, and it was also another, it was a stretch moment too. It was like, okay, we've been doing this for the podcast for, you know, two years, three years. What's next? How are we going to grow? How are we going to innovate? How are we going to improve? And that was the next step uh, to push me kind of a little bit more out of my comfort zone of coming up with topics and uh, getting topics to speak on and, and speaking solo um, for episodes. So that kind of was the reasoning behind it. As far as like, did we see any, change funny enough i don't really look at metrics a whole lot <laughs> um my metrics just come obviously with the business side of things um so downloads i think we've just cons- we could just continue to consistently grow um i have noticed weekly downloads have increased um and yeah, I've had a lot more people, I guess, reach out to be on the show, which has been it's been a cool thing. We've actually, that's one reason we started to charge um, when people reach out because, you know, we've done a lot of work with the show. Uh, we do a lot to market it. We've built the the network, the audience. Um, and so they, a lot of people want to push their thing or whatnot anyways. So we do, you know, a small thing and it's been going well with that. But yeah, it's just been yeah, you know, just consistent growth. And that's what a lot of people need to look at. They, they want to see their numbers jump, you know, and have thousands per week or per episode right away. And, um, it takes time. I think, I think the last time I looked, the average download per episode was 75. So, um, it's nothing crazy. You, we just all see those outliers of Joe Rogan and things like that. And all these celebrities, who have already done the work to build a huge audience. They put out a show and they're going to get those numbers. So, yeah, the thing about that too. Like, don't don't worry too about much about that. As long as you're continually growing, speaking to your audience, speaking to what they need, and you're having consistent growth, like things will happen. So
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, David, over to you.
1: So as, as we we sit here talking in 2023, um, for those of our listeners that may already have a podcast, uh, and they've they've got the fundamentals down, right? They they have good audio they're consistently posting maybe they have a youtube presence with video but they they've seen their downloads kind of plateau what are some strategies or tactics to continue to build that audience you'd ask them
2: what are they doing right now to connect with their audience what are they doing to advertise the show um are they just posting it once once a week <laughs> you know exact same thing like are they posting on social media once a week that's not enough anymore um you know some people say oh you just need to post once or twice a week it's okay really uh, you got to post once a day um and that might seem daunting to some but you got to think who else is in your market who like how can you set yourself apart so showing up more and and leading people to the show more don't be scared to say hey go check out the show on the most of my posts at the end hey this was from the elevate media podcast or uh, go check out this topic on the elevate media podcast. And, you know, I'm just big about pushing it out there and letting people know about it. And um, that would be one way. Just make sure you're getting it out there more in front of people. The second way is get on other people's shows, share your value, share that topic to other audiences that have been built and share your knowledge, share your story, share your excitement, share whatever it is, to a show that has a similar audience. Not, it doesn't be the exact same thing, but you're, there's going to be people, there's going to be people who say, you know, that sounds like a great show. I might be able to learn something from that. And then they're going to go to subscribe and listen to some. So that's, the, that's the second big way, uh, you know, organically without necessarily having to pay anything. And then of course there's ads. Uh, if you want to look into those, but.
1: Very nice. Very nice. Um Ken, over to you.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so um, before we get into the fire round, I wanted to ask Chris, Is there are there any other uh, messages or anything else that we didn't cover that you think could be helpful to the audience?
2: Um, I think, you know, don't get discouraged. I think that's a big one on entrepreneurship, you know, podcasting. Just don't get discouraged. You know, play the long game. Uh, If you can play the long game and, you know, that's, that's the most important thing. Uh, These short term hopes and dreams, uh, uh, instant gratification type stuff like that. You're, you're just not going to make it if you, if you can't play the long game. So that'd be one thing I just remind people. Don't, don't focus on uh, the downloads as much. Don't even focus on the charts and stuff as much. Just focus on adding value, connecting with an audience uh, and just keeping things streamlined and simple as possible.
0: Excellent advice. Uh, yeah, one thing that David and I have done is is kind of tried to create the the podcasting experience where we enjoy it, and so mm-hmm. it's like a passion project for us. And it's not like, hey, we're chasing this and chasing that. So I yeah. think I think that that advice is excellent. Um, okay, so Chris, we we run all of our guests through the ringer, and it's called right. the fire round. Are you okay. ready?
2: I think so. All right. What is your favorite book? Lord of the Rings. Awesome. Yeah. What are your hobbies? Don't necessarily have any specific hobbies. I love to travel, love being outside around animals. We have a mini farm and then um, working out. Okay. Excellent. Uh in
0: the random marathon, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. What is uh what
2: is one thing that you do not miss about working for the man? I do not miss having someone tell me what my time is worth where my time can go and how much money I can make.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, last one. What do you think sets apart successful entrepreneurs from those who give up, fail, or never get started?
2: Yeah, I think it's the fortitude to endure. I think having the courage to battle through all the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. I think for those who have started, um, that's the, that's a big one. Uh, if they can have the fortitude to endure, uh, they can do anything, um, because entrepreneurship, it is, it is a marathon. It's, it's climbing a mountain and then going down the valleys. Uh, and it's everything. If you haven't started it, if you're thinking about starting a business and entrepreneurship jury, get ready, uh, cause it's going to test you. It's going to stretch you. It's going to, uh, beat you down. and <laughs> a lot, it sounds terrible and it, it is sometimes it's hard, Uh, you can make it simple, which is good, but it's always, it will be hard. It's not going to be easy. Um, and it's funny. I just talked to a friend of mine the other day. We were talking about it and, you know, Hey, how's life? How's business? I told him, I said, it feels like I'm going through a refinery right now. You know, I've been doing this since, you know, 2019, 2021 with Elevate. And right now I feel like I'm in another really, really refinery type era. I just feel like I'm getting smelted down, beat. Molded, shaped, and just, you know, going through this process again, which all of it sounds terrible, (laughs) but it's all for good. So I'm leaving parts of me that I don't need anymore, Um, you know, habits that I don't need anymore. I'm going through this process, uh, but within that, it's uncomfortable. It's painful. It hurts. But on the other side, coming out, uh, you know, tools, swords, a lot of things only are made going through this refinery and so you're going to go from you know a solid object a solid you know state of matter to be created into something even more beneficial and more you know deadly or uh, strong uh, going through this refinery period so you've got to be able to have the fortitude to endure all of the challenges that are going to come your way
0: that's that's an excellent analogy, and uh, I really like it, uh, David. Over to you to close out the show.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so, for our listeners, if they're interested in in working with Elevate Media, what would be the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah,
2: you can uh, either email us at support at elevate-media-group dot com, or you can just reach out to me on Instagram at chris.t.anderson uh, i still personally uh, respond to messages there so you'll be getting me you won't be getting a bot or ai or uh, an assistant or anything like that i still you know uh, go and answer those messages and i'm open to answer any questions too I, I love i love that so if you have any entrepreneurship questions video podcast questions anything uh, shoot them over to me i just love helping and, uh, and giving you know where i can so
1: those would be the best places Awesome. We will post links to that in the show notes. Chris, want to thank you for being a guest on the Firing Demand podcast and looking forward to staying in touch.
2: Hey, thank you both for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to the Elevate Media podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. See you in the next episode.